Hey mamas and lovers of mamas out there. Motherhood is a struggle like none I have ever experienced. I'm Kareen Santish, founder and CEO of The Mama Struggle, where we promote radical honesty surrounding the good, the bad, and the ugly aspects of motherhood in the 21st century. Take a listen as I share my own reflections on being a mom of two, on being a stay-at-home parent, and on being a fledgling business owner. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. And remember, the struggle is real. Hey guys, it's Kareen here. I am talking to you today because I want to thank you so much for supporting the Mama Struggle podcast. And I want to take this time to ask a huge favor. It's my mission to get the message of the Mama Struggle out to as many mothers who may be struggling in managing motherhood and managing chronic illness and all the things. Um, I want to get this message out to as many mothers and families as possible. And so I can't do that without your help. Please, please, please like, subscribe, and give a five-star rating to this show. If you listen on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts today, um, help me reach my goal of 100 likes by my birthday, which is September 1st. So it's about a month and a half away. So please, 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 if you like subscribe please share um the episodes anything that resonates with you you know go ahead and share it with your friends share it with your family share it with you know the mothers in your lives and birthing people in your lives i've been able to get um so much out of sharing my story with you um so thank you so much and don't forget again to like subscribe and share um, on all the platforms where you listen Hi guys, it's me, Kareen, here with another episode of The Mama Struggle. Thanks so much for tuning in. I am so happy that you've chosen to spend this time with me and my little podcast, so thank you so much. Um, Today, I'm going to be giving just an update on my disease um, and just sharing a little bit about what's been going on with, with, you know, my diagnosis and some of the things that I've been doing to kind of help myself and treat symptoms and whatnot. As many of you know, last fall I was diagnosed with a rare autoimmune disease called dermatomyositis. And it's a disease that causes my immune system to attack my skin, um, the vesicles in my skin, as well as my my muscles. And so what it does is it causes um, my skin to break out in rashes and to scar and swell um, and inflammation in my skin. And so when it attacks my skin, it causes inflammation and that manifests in the form of a really bad rash and swelling. And um, in my case, I have even like scarring and stuff. Um, In the case of my muscles, what happens is it causes inflammation in my muscles, which is pretty painful. So it's like I, I have muscle pain pretty much all the time and then in addition to that it attacks my muscles so i i get muscle weakness and 
actually can lose muscle. So I have to be really careful about like doing physical therapy, exercising, and that sort of thing. So that's kind of where I am as far as my disease goes. Since you know, all this started, I was diagnosed back in October of 2021, you know, I've kind of been going through some ups and downs. And so I wanted to go ahead and just like give an update as, you know, so all of you know, like kind of what's been going on. Um, as of May of this year, 2022, I restarted the miracle drug IVIG or IV immunoglobulin. And so which, which, what that is, is um, it's Immuno, human immunoglobulin that is like pumped into me via um, a port. I have a port installed on my chest and so they, they pump it into me, um, kind of like chemo. And I get it three days out of the month for about four hours a day. And that has literally, like I said in the past episode, it's a game changer. Um, it is the medicine that has single-handedly positively impacted my quality of life. I'm able to move. I am able to walk. I am able to function. And so like, I'm just so grateful that I was able, I was able to, um, start, restart this medication. I just had my third infusion or my third round of infusions, um, this past week, last Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Um, they went well, a lot of times there are uh, side effects that include pretty bad migraines and fatigue. Um, and so like for the, so this is July for the June round, I was really, really tired and I had really bad migraines. Um, this round I did a much better job of staying hydrated. So I kind of, I was tired, but I didn't really have the, um, the migraines. I, I have like a slight headache. Um, today and yesterday, but nothing compared to last month. So I think I did a really great job of, um, you know, staying hydrated and taking care of myself throughout the recovery process for IVIG. I would say that my strength has improved, I would like 180 degrees, definitely complete turnaround. Um, I've gone from, you know, needing assistance with everything to walking, um, you know, up and down my street in the mornings unassisted without my walker, you know, and so like I, I do that. Um, so I've started doing that um, just as a form of self-care and exercise. I really value being able to be out in nature and it really hurts my heart that I am in a place in my disease where I can't really be out in the sun because I love the sun. I love basking in the sunlight. That is like one of my favorite things. And so, um, you know, it really made me sad to find out that like I had to like sunlight negatively impacts, um, my rash and my skin condition. So I try to stay out of the sunlight, but I still, you know, want to be exposed to nature. So so I try to go out in the mornings, um, and I've I've I'm I've recently started the habit of going out in the mornings um, for walks, and that has actually been one of the biggest things for like my self care. Like a lot of times, I'll go out and I'll pray and I'll talk to Mother Earth and smell the air and listen to like the morning birds and like the cicadas. I usually, since it's usually still dark or kind of on the shadowy side still, um, I have to watch out for like snakes. I don't really live in like a very um, 
rural area like it's kind of like the suburbs but there's still like snakes and frogs and stuff outside um and I am not used to that there's like lizards everywhere which again like that coming from New Jersey that is not something that I'm used to so um I'm always like keeping a watchful eye out for those things but like it's been really lovely uh a lovely form of self-care. I usually take like a couple crystals out with me and I'll just like walk up and down, up and down the street. Um, I live on a cul-de-sac so it's like I'll usually do one loop. Um, the other day actually I was feeling super ambitious and I did two loops. I was really tired afterwards but it just felt so good to like be physically exerted like and I was just walking, you know, and like, I still have a ways to go to like build up my strength. I know that. Um, but it was just so good to be able to just be outside by myself, enjoying like the quiet, um, where I live again, it's not the city and it's not rural. It's like suburbs, but it's definitely kind of like, it's not like what the suburbs that I'm used to. It's kind of like country suburbs so like there's still like you still hear the roosters crowing like (laughs) I'll be outside and the rooster will be crowing and I'm just like oh my god like where am I like it seems like it's an alternate universe but um it's super peaceful um you know and I I just love it so much being able to you know have that as a part of my self-care practice Um, it's been such a blessing to be able to just get outside and get fresh air. Um, in addition, you know, just thinking about like different things that are going on with like how my disease is manifesting, um, with my skin. I, I think I might've mentioned in an earlier episode that I'm having kind of like a ramp up or a flare of like my, some of my skin symptoms. And so I'm finally starting to get those under control. I actually had to go up back up on my prednisone I was down to five milligrams so I actually had to go last week or a week and a half ago I went back up to 50 milligrams and so I'm tapering down so this week I'm at 30 uh, milligrams so I'm taking five days worth of 30 milligrams and we'll see how my body reacts to that but um so far so good it seems like the symptoms are getting under control. I ramped up. So like I had to increase the prednisone. I also am taking a medication called gabapentin, which is supposed to help with um, the itchiness of, of the rash because it was causing me like hella anxiety, um, not anxiety, well, anxiety, yes, hella anxiety, but also insomnia. Like the insomnia was crazy. It was just like I was itching so bad all over my body, but specifically on the backs of my legs and my scalp. It just felt like fire ants everywhere. Um, just crawling around my scalp and crawling on the backs of my legs. And it just prevented me from sleeping. I was losing sleep, um, you know, and it was just, it was a mess. So, I was taking um, I was taking 100 milligrams of gabapentin a day, so I think that was like one pill a day. So now I'm taking 900 milligrams of gabapentin. So I'm taking nine pills a day. I take them um, three times a day, three pills three times a day, um, and that has actually helped tremendously with the itch. I still itch like from like here and there, but it's nothing compared to the way it was. I still have insomnia, but that's part of 
that's common with people with autoimmune um, diseases and issues, especially like considering all the medication we take and just like, you know, dealing with like the ins and outs of like having a chronic disease can mess with you mentally and it can mess with your sleep. And so um, I do struggle with insomnia and so it has gotten better. It has, um, as I've become stronger and more active, I'm better able to like tire myself out. And so usually if I don't, you know, I'm usually okay if I watch like a little bit of TV, like if I put on a movie, usually I'll like fall asleep while the movie's on. And that, that tends to like be super helpful for me. Like something really lovely, but like kind of boring is like usually what I opt for. Um, and yeah, I, I just fall asleep. The insomnia has improved as I've gotten more active. So the more active I get, the more able I'm, I'm, um, more better able I am excuse me, I can't speak English today, the better I'm able to tire myself out. And then at the end of the day, I can, I sleep better. Um, I also increased my intake of mycophenolate. Um, that is the generic name for Celsep, which is also an immunosuppressant. And so I was taking one pill a day at 360 milligrams. Now I am taking four pills a day. Um, so I'm taking two pills in the morning and two pills at, in the evening. Um, that, so with the mycophenolate, which is actually, I didn't know this. I, I actually Googled it. Um, you're supposed to take it 12 hours apart. So like I was taking it in the morning and the evening, but it wasn't necessarily 12 hours apart. So like when I realized that and I started taking them like that within that 12 hour window, I definitely started to see a difference in the way that my, um, disease was manifesting and I started seeing some improvements like in my skin and whatnot. Um, right now, I think I was talking about my skin and just like some of the things that are going on with it. Like I have some pretty severe scarring on my arms and legs and my stomach and chest. I'm not concerned that the scarring will be permanent. Like I think it will go away, but it is pretty dark and it is um, I'm not going to say unsightly because I love my body and, you know, I love my skin and I, this is the body that I'm in right now. Um, you know, and so I'm not going to like say that like my skin is ugly or anything like, yeah, I do get bummed out a bit and I will be talking about like kind of body image and on autoimmune disease in another episode. But like, as it stands, you know, my skin is improving. The itch is improving. I don't have any sores on my skin anymore. I'm I'm on a significant amount of medication um, that uh, you know I have increased as a result of this most recent skin flare, um, and so that's kind of what's going on um, with my skin. As far as everything else, I did mention that like I a month ago I had shaved my head because all my hair fell out. Um, if you look back on some of like my pictures on Instagram, you can see where like I have short hair, but it just looks like really, really thin. Um, and that's because like my hair was falling out and I, I, I looked like a cancer patient really. Um, today, as of today, I have like kind of a buzz, buzz cut, like a shaved head and I love it. I love having a shaved head. Um, I might just like keep my hair like this for the rest of my life. I don't know. It's like amazing. Uh, you know, uh, that was also part of like this disease 
causes hair loss, whether it's caused by the disease itself or by ca- or caused by like the ingestion of the medication um, and just like all the medications that you have to like put in your body and on your body, it, it can cause your hair to fall out. And so like my hair fell out and, um, you know, and so I cut my hair off. Um, and yeah, uh, again, you know, it is... It, it it was definitely like traumatic because like my hair was falling out and it still was falling out a little little bit but like nowhere near what it was um but like this my scalp like the skin on my scalp like it, it peels pretty significantly and like sheds pretty significantly and it it um was was uh kind of shocking to me and like at first when I was like noticing like patches of like skin were like coming off and like peeling off in my hand um and so you know I was (laughs) freaking out but you know and that has since gotten better I've been treating that with like shea butter so I just like rub raw organic shea butter like on my scalp and in my hair every day um sometimes multiple times a day and I just like let it sit on there and like marinate um you know, and like it's still my skin, scalp still sheds, but like not nearly as bad as it was. Um, it was to the point where it would just like sh- crack and like peel, and it was like bleeding and I, and like scabs and just it was gross. It was really gross, and like my my scalp was like starting to scar, and like I just like <laughs> I couldn't. I was still not strong enough to like lift my arms up to be able to like massage the shea butter into my scalp so um now that you know I am stronger I can do that and it it has significantly improved like the state of my scalp my skin um and again you know I will I do want to actually spend some time going through some of the things that I do to kind of like help I'm going to go through my supplements. I'm going to go through like the medications that I take in depth and go through um, and talk about like some of the things that I use and products that I use like for my skin. Hopefully I'll be able to do like a video podcast for that. So um, that'll be just like a little more visual visuals uh, to go with it. Um, but yeah, that's kind of like an update on, you know, what's been going on with me. Just kind of like getting back into my self-care routines of like, walking and um I I have also gotten started a restarted a practice of just like communing with my ancestors and so I have a little ancestor altar set up in my room and that's been bringing me a lot of comfort um in addition to that I spend a lot of time like with crystals and like in meditation with my crystals um and just like cleansing and trying to like you know, just, um, release myself of, you know, anything that, that I might be holding on to that's not serving me. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what's going on. That's an update in my disease and what's going on in my life. Um, we, oh, another update. Um, so this past, these past like 14 days, we've just all been home, um, because my daughter was confirmed to have COVID. And so my son, all of us tested negative except her. She was positive, although my son was symptomatic. Um, so I do believe he had COVID too, even though he tested negative consistently. Um, and so we were just, we've just been home losing our minds together. Um, and it has been, it has been hard. Um, and so, um, 
you know, that coupled with the fact that we just had this like epic, epic super moon last week. Um, it's, I, when I tell you like the, anything, anytime like the moon is doing something or Mercury is in retrograde or whatever, like I am super, super impacted by it. Like I usually have insomnia. I usually can't sleep and I usually am like super emotional. And let me tell you this past Saturday, I literally cried all day long and I am, I am not proud or I don't say that proudly. I'm just saying that because like, you know, I was just like in such a state, um, you know, mentally, um, there's a lot going on, you know, and like, just to be honest, like, you know, I've been really struggling. Our, our family has been really struggling. You know, like we've, I've been having a lot of like tension and stress in my relationship with my husband. And, you know, we've been having some very serious discussions about, you know, whether or not we want to stay married or we, you know, want to like the work we want to put into either, you know, like working it out or like, do we want to just like make the decision to uncouple, um, you know, and it's been really hard. And this is just like kind of a very candid, vulnerable moment that I'm having just because I know, and I'm not going to go into detail, but like, I feel like a lot of married people aren't transparent about how hard it is to maintain a relationship um and a lot of times you know we want to put forth a happy face but like in doing so we don't realize that like someone might somewhere might need to hear about kind of like these dark more shadow darker more shadowy spaces that are going on in our relationships and so I just wanted to be completely candid and honest about you know just what I'm going through um, you know, without getting into like super, super detail. Um, but just knowing that like managing, you know, relationships and kids and disease and, you know, all the things, and I'm not even working, I'm not even working yet. Like, you know, I've expressed an interest in, um, you know, getting back into the workforce, but I'm not working yet. Um, you know, I'm just like really, in the process of like upskilling trying to figure out like where I want to go from here um but like I'm not working yet and I'm still going through all of all of this and trying to just figure it out in a way that's like healthy that you know is healthy for me healthy for my family healthy for my kids and just like so everyone can you know get what they need um so yeah that is what is going on in my life. Um, please, please, please drop me a line. Um, let me know um, if you are suffering from an autoimmune disease or if you're, you know, managing dermatomyositis as a mother um, or just like any chronic illness or just motherhood in general. Like, I'd love to hear from you. Um, as always, you know, motherhood is hard. It's a struggle. And that's why I call it the mama struggle. Thanks so much for tuning in this week. And um, I look forward to talking to you soon. Bye. Pregnancy and a new baby can bring a range of emotions. Many women feel overwhelmed, sad, anxious, and or exhausted at different times during their pregnancy and even after having a baby. These feelings can make it hard to care for yourself, care for your baby, or even do basic daily tasks. 
Sometimes these feelings go away on their own, but for some women, these emotions, if they last more than two weeks, like in my case, um, are more serious and need treatment. The National Maternal Mental Health Hotline provides 24-7 free confidential support before, during, and after pregnancy. The hotline offers phone or text access to professional counselors, real-time support and information, response within a few minutes, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, resources, referrals to local and telehealth providers and support groups, culturally sensitive support, and counselors who speak English and Spanish, interpreting services in over 60 languages. The National Maternal Mental Health Hotline can help. Call or text 1-833-9-HELP-FOR-MOMS, or that's 1-833-943-5746.